So there have been recent developments in the MCU, uh, which kind of sounds like a redundancy at this point because there's always something going on in the MCU. Uh, However, there's been recent announcements that have come about that, to my knowledge, wasn't even on like their elongated 18 to 2 year uh, page of, uh, of new material coming out. No, I remember, uh, what, maybe two weeks ago, I sent you that, like, yes. seven page long, this is every Marvel project in development, and uh, we were like, well, I guess quantity over quality is the new MO, <laughs> and this was not even on that list, but now that they announced it, you, you look back at it, and you're like, oh, well, of course they were going to do this. Right. So Yeah, and of course, for those who don't know, we were talking about the recently announced Thunderbolts movie. Uh, which that's a good call. Now I tell you what, if Marvel really wanted to be petty and if they really wanted to be ahead of the game, they would have announced and made this movie before the James Gunn suicide squad movie. That would have been, that would have been perfect. That would have been good. And, uh, <laughs> William Hurt would have been alive. And that would have, Oh shit. Yeah. That would have made it. Because it's kind, it better. feels kind of weird. <clears throat> it does with them making it and calling it the Thunderbolts. I, I, you know, I don't know. You're right. You're right about that. Uh, because the, for those you don't know, the Thunderbolts is a, a team of bad guys in the Marvel comics that uh, they're under the tutelage or the underneath the the supervision of uh, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, General Ross himself, uh, the Incredible Hulk villain played by William Hurt, and the uh, Hulk movie and in hell several MCU appearances, uh, but unfortunately, since William Hurt has passed away, you're right. It it does seem a little, um, little off putting that uh, they're going this route. I, I mean, personally, it's not too late for them to kind of pivot and make it the Dark Avengers, right? I mean, obviously, they're going to put Lady Hydra in his role, right? I mean, clearly. Yeah. She's already yeah. been colsoning the team. She has been. That's a verb now. <laughs> right. Uh, so, not to go ahead and get us off topic on this cold open even, but um, now, I know that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show, Coulson was, uh, you know, he was alive, obviously, and, you know, he came back for several adventures in that TV series. Now, is that TV show technically a part of the MCU? So, in the early seasons, it would have appeared, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as things went on, uh, they it, it kind of diverged entirely. Like, they the last time they referenced the MCU was during the Thanos attacks, like during Infinity War when he first mm. shows up on Earth. And then after that, they just stopped acknowledging the MCU at all. Like, the show kept going... They didn't talk about the blip. They didn't talk about any of that stuff, and which I thought was a huge miss yeah. for them. Uh, and the show kind of went off in its own direction. They actually did a space arc, uh, and I thought it was weird that they didn't tie sword into that. Like you could tell that yeah. it was in its own kind of little world. Unfortunately, which which is really it is really disappointing because in the early seasons they were so closely tied together. Uh, including, uh, you know, when Winter Soldier came out, it completely flipped that entire show over. Uh, because literally the same week that Winter Soldier came out, you had an episode of Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. where S.H.I.E.L.D. like, you know, fell apart from the inside, just collapsed on itself. 
which was incredible storytelling. That is. Uh, and then uh, after that, you know, the tie-ins got less and less over time. So I think, I think at this point, um, the show is considered non-canon. I think it is on Disney Plus now, but mm-hmm. I think it's in like the non-canon kind of section over there next to like in humans. Yeah, yeah, which <coughs> we will not speak of. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me. I am a tad bit under the weather, by the way. So if if I don't sound uh, uh, quite as uh, Jiminy Crickety as I normally do. And that's why I feel great. My voice just doesn't know it yet. That's okay. I'm here. Yeah, that's, that's, I got you. that's why you're here. But uh, do you want to speculate on some potential cast members or team yes. members before yes, yes, we yes. Uh, move into the main event tonight? Um, so some we've already talked about. Obviously, Yelena's got to be in it. Uh, I feel that U.S. agent as well. Yeah, and uh, it, Yelena will turn coat at the end and be a good guy after all. So that's the thing, like with, and this isn't just Disney. This is with any Hollywood production that has a team of, quote unquote, uh, morally ambiguous characters who are who you want the audience to like. They're gonna have to do some type of flip. Yeah, they'll be antiheroes mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Uh, Abomination, they're setting him up. Yeah, hard. They're setting him up hard. Tim Roth, man, is gonna come. I mean, yeah, he he's back in full fledged. You know. Yeah, it seems that way. Uh, ever, ever since we got that, uh, him and Wong fighting in Chang-Chi. Right. Yeah. Uh, sure. which we still never got answers to that. I need answers about that. So do you think they will build the exact Avengers team? Like a, like a, a one-to-one uh, comparison of that team? See, that right there makes me think so much about the Dark Avengers. Yeah. Because that's what they were. Right. Um, but no, cause I think that they would, pro- I had other ideas also as, as far as who they would use. Um, but man, I'm I'm drawing blanks now, because if they did that, because the, yeah they they have a, a evil quote unquote evil Black Widow and evil Hulk evil Captain America, Captain America. shit they don't have well <clears throat> so here's the other thing as I was thinking is uh you know they could have Justin Hammer bankroll the thing they could um, yeah I don't want to see him in the suit. No, 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 no. He he would never put himself in the suit. But some, yeah, because he knows his technology is <laughs> yeah. trash. He knows he's got right. tech. <laughs> but uh, but him, you know, I think I think Justin Hammer would totally be up for it, considering you know it's like Tony Stark bankrolled the Avengers, right? And, you know, he's forever, you know, has envy of Tony Stark. So even in death, yeah, yeah, maybe especially in death. Uh, I, I think it'd be interesting if they somehow like conned Kate Bishop into being on the team, making her think that it's a superhero team. Mm. And maybe she slowly figures out like, wait, what are we doing here? Like something like that. I could see being interesting. Yeah. It, but I feel that like, cause Marvel hasn't announced this yet either, but they're definitely doing good. I feel like they may be saving her for like the young Avengers. Right. Yeah. Um, she may not be ready for prime time yet to be completely honest. As far as yeah. like a, a movie. Maybe, maybe. May Not that major of a role. Yeah, yeah. Because there would be a big role. Because I thought she was amazing. I, Same. I think most people think she was great. Yeah, yeah. I uh, had nothing but praise for her in that role. Um, but I'm trying to think who else they could use. Uh, oh, Bar- Baron Von Zemo, of course. Yeah, I think they're going to get Zemo. <clears throat> yeah, he's, he's got to be in it. Okay, so then do they get Bucky to be in it? He would be like the reluctant, yeah, you know, kind of dark horse in the group. I could see him doing something sort of like a uh, like a Rip Flag type mm-hmm. deal, where he's like, 
he's like the straight laced good guy. Right. It's it's weird. Feels weird saying that <laughs> yeah. about uh, a a Russian psycho killer. <laughs> but <laughs> former. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's working through his shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be hilarious if just throughout the movie, you know, Zemo is just like whispering, longing, freight cart, homecoming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just keeps messing with him oh the whole time. <laughs> That, yeah, that would have been uh, that. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think if they get Zemo, then they'll get Sebastian Stan because the two of them just have great chemistry together. They do. So then that kind of makes me wonder then because it's like, oh, what, what about Sharon Carter? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, she could she could definitely be kind of a Nick Fury or like a Coulson type character because mm-hmm. she uh, she does some very questionable things in the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. I think it goes a little past questionable. <laughs> yeah. like, I think she's just kind of like <laughs> the most villainous person on the whole show. You know, we uh, we just, we don't have things from her perspective yet, that's all. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. what that is. That, that'll be season two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how mad would you be if Sylvie is in it? I, <laughs> <laughs> I would be Kevin Levels mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. As like their Thor replacement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be I'd be pretty pissed if uh like what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I mean, hell, because yeah, Loki season two's already been greenlit a while ago, so you already got your own show. Start of Thunderbolts, that's a movie. Yeah. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that also recently got greenlit for another season? Is it is it Hawkeye or No? Um, you're not talking about what if are you? Because that did no, get greenlit. That, but that wasn't recent. I feel like something recently got the go for a second season. Uh, oh no, no, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, that's a. I, I got Star Wars. Brain. I was gonna say you think about Star Wars. Something? Yeah, they're gonna do two seasons of Andor. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're already greenlit two seasons. Yeah, before the first one even came out. Damn. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah. So uh. I asked this question to Oz, and uh, you may have heard me ask him this on, on one of our more recent episodes. And I want to ask you, too. Uh, so, yeah, Lucasfilms has now been under Disney tutelage for the purchase. The acquisition happened about a, a decade ago, right? And then we got The Force Awakens in 2015. Since that time period, we've gotten a litany of movies and TV shows now uh, under the Disney umbrella. Uh, do you think that... Marvel, Marvel. Do you think that Disney Star Wars, or do you think that Star Wars is more successful under the Disney logo, or do you think it was more successful beforehand? Um, I, I do remember you asking Oz this question, mm-hmm. and um, he uh, his answer was straight up George Lucas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't I can't give that same answer. I definitely think that the prequels and the original trilogy are some of the best Star Wars. But I'm also glad that Disney bought it because from 2005 until 2015, we got nothing. Yeah. And there was no indication whatsoever that we were ever going to get anything else. So would I have rather have seen a George Lucas 7, 8, 9? Yes. But the reality is if George Lucas had not sold Star Wars, it probably would have sat in his basement until he died and then been sold by his estate. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that Disney did buy it. Um, 
I absolutely detest the sequel trilogy, as you know. Um, but we wouldn't have gotten Rogue One, which I think has some excellent elements. We wouldn't have gotten Solo, which I think is a great movie. And we wouldn't have The Mandalorian, or or, or really the litany of uh, Filoni-verse shows that we got. Because George Lucas wouldn't even finish Clone Wars with Dave Filoni. Mm. Disney did that. And that was what... That was something that George Lucas was working on with him. Right. And if you watch that show in season one, season one of Clone Wars is almost directly for small children. Mm-hmm. Because George Lucas had small children at the time, and yeah. that's what he was trying to aim the programming to. And as Clone Wars goes on, it's more Dave Filoni and less George Lucas. And it's better for it, mm. honestly. Uh, because the last season of Clone Wars is very dark. Because, I mean, it includes Order 66 and, like, yeah, Siege of Mandalore yeah. and, like, all that, you know. Um, very dark time in the Star Wars universe to be talking about. And, and the kids who grew up watching Clone Wars, I mean, it was, like, eight years later, you know. So, right. uh, yeah, so I, I think I'm glad Disney bought it. Um, Disney has made some mistakes that George wouldn't have. But, I mean, I think if you're a Star Wars fan and your options are, do you want Star Wars content or no Star Wars content? Mm-hmm. Even if you don't agree with 100% of what they come out with. Obviously, you want the content, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I know you're not a huge fan of Phase 4, but I'm sure you would rather have that than, like, Sony be the only people making superhero <laughs> movies. I don't know, man. Like, you know, we get Morbius and Morbius 2. <laughs> and then, Venom, yeah. Venom versus Morbius. Yeah, Venom versus Morbius. And yeah. then Venom and Morbius team up. And take on Sandman. Yeah. And, and Andrew Vulture. Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> And Vulture, yeah. <laughs> well, no, Vulture would be the hero to come in at the end. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, say what you want, but, uh, you know, Vulture is way cooler. Like, Michael Keaton as Vulture is way cooler than any other incarnation of Vulture. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that that was, like, one of the few things that, like, early on in the podcast, like, made me go back and, like, let me put an asterisk next to this rule. And then let me just make a new commandment altogether, uh, because there's not a whole lot of times where, like, uh, a live action adaptation of something with an existing canon changes it vastly for the better. Well, but, that yeah. leads us right into our topic tonight. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> it does. I uh, yep. I could not accidentally dovetail any cleaner into that. Yeah, that's a perfect segue. <laughs> but homies, new and old, welcome back to the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and here tonight I am here with my good friend, my homie, my buddy, the homie Caleb. What up, what up? I'm so glad to be back. That was a 15-minute cold open, but I think that's about... <laughs> I listen to all of these, so that's about par for the course <laughs> yeah. these days. It's about average. Except for when Oz is here, you can keep him right on topic, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's surprising. I'm like, man, I thought that you were uh, a, a little uh, ADD, Oz. I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you guys always have those really focused conversations. And with me, it's like, so what did you think about Miss Marvel's character? And I'm like, well, okay, so in 1939. <laughs> <laughs> when Detective Comics 27 first came out, yeah. <laughs> Batman issue number one. Yeah, if you go back to the yeah. second Sherlock Holmes no- novel, which is considered to be the original <laughs> fandom. Oh, but yes, you guys can guess by the the topic of uh, today's episode, we are talking about Miss Marvel, uh, the latest Disney Plus Marvel television show. And uh, yeah, this came out on Wednesday, which took me by surprise because I thought it was Friday. Uh, So here's the thing. 
homies, I, I need you to really appreciate this episode in its entirety. Because I could be watching and reviewing the boys right now, but instead, here the fuck I am talking about Miss Marvel. He did give me the option. <laughs> he was like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, let's talk about Miss Marvel, and uh, we're going to do a, a, an excellent recording on Jurassic World later. I'm saying it's excellent. We haven't done it yet. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we did get three solid hours of the boys last week. I was going to try to watch it early this morning in case you did want to talk about it tonight, but I haven't seen it yet. So. Yeah, I, I didn't have time to watch it yet either. So here mm-hmm. we are. But, uh, yeah, we could be doing that. That's true. But uh, I do think that it is uh, very important that we cover uh, Miss Marvel. This is a show that I had planned to uh, to cover anyway. It's funny, like, you know how sometimes you make plans to do some things that you know you're not going to want to do, and then when it comes time to do it, you're like, ah, I guess I got to do it. This is that. But, you know, with that being said, I'll go ahead and rip uh, the, this bandage off first. And that is, like, for me, this show uh, was, was not uh, nearly as bad as I, as I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that I, I agree with you on your initial reaction to it. Like, clearly, this show was not for us, right? I mean, it was not for comic book nerd males in their mid thirties, right? And, and not everything needs to be, you yeah. know. Um, like this show, I thought was very. I think it's the most Disney Marvel thing they've done. Bingo. Yeah. Um. And, but like, as far as like having any real issues with it, as far as like, if you look at it through that lens, right, of it being, this is like a, a 100% Disney Channel, like, you could see this being on Disney Channel, mm-hmm. uh, take on a Marvel character, I, I don't have a lot of problems with it If it, once you look at it through that lens. Yes. Because most of the problems I do have with it are that it is that, you know? <laughs> right. And, and I, th- I think you are correct because, like, I kind of had the same viewpoint, and that is, when I look at the episode objectively, uh, I do think that they give us a very good focus on our titular character, Kamala Khan. And uh, what's the actress's name? Uh, Iman Vellani, if Iman I'm not Vellani. butchering that. I, I think that is correct. I'm going to assume that's correct. Yeah, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you and I both agree she does a very great job uh, of, of playing this role. And uh, that's kind of the interesting thing uh, about uh, some of these uh, comic book characters who maybe don't quite have the fandom uh, from the readers, and, and that is these live action uh, actors can really put personality and life into characters where maybe certain writers can't write them on pages. And, and I think that maybe that factors into it. And I also want to bring up this you know, originally our introduction to this character, as far as like the mainstream, mm-hmm. was supposed to be the Avengers video game. Did you ever play that? Unfortunately, I played a little bit of it. Gotcha. Uh, I played the demo or whatever. I never paid for it um, because yeah. I played the demo. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I felt like it was going to be a disaster, and then it was and mm-hmm. is a disaster. Um, but, you know, they like having Kamala Khan make her debut in that video game was supposed to be this epic like way to introduce people to her to lead into the show, which is smart marketing on paper. But the thing that you wanted to introduce us to her in was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with the fact that even, um, what's the studio at Square Enix that made it? Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics, yeah. Even the head of Crystal Dynamics has said, we should never have been the ones making this game. Because, like, 
it's completely out of their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. They were making Tomb Raider. Yeah. And they were like, oh, those so good. Go make us a MMO, but it's got to also be offline. And it's got to have an ensemble cast. And it can't be like the MCU, but it can't be too unlike the MCU. Go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel bad for them. Yeah, because there was, there was no, it was a no-win scenario. For right. Them. So I think a lot of the changes they made to her, not only for the fact that maybe the original character on the on the pages isn't considered that great, but also to distance themselves from the video game, which is also, you know, a lot of people have a poor taste in their mouth about. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as, because we're going to talk about some of the changes here also for sure. Uh, but I also think that it may have a thing or two to do with um, having it come to life, uh, you know, when this show was first announced, you now uh, spoke a little bit about why certain changes were made to this character, and, and some of those were maybe because they wanted to distance her from Reed Richards, who has a similar set of powers. I'm sure that also factored into it. Yeah, uh, and, and we didn't know at the time that we were going to have just seen him. Spoilers. <laughs> right. Sorry. If you're listening yeah. to this and haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah. He shows up in The Boys. Yeah, so if you guys... Uh, are... Yeah, first episode. <laughs> yeah, he, he makes himself really tiny and then he runs. No. Um... <laughs> uh, but... Uh, oh, no. But also, um, you know, changing her powers... Uh, if if you look at it, it's not that shocking that they would do it. I mean, hell, they did it with Moon Knight, and just like uh, and I hate to, because I, I really do like Moon Moon Knight a lot. So uh, I mean, the character, not maybe so much the TV show, uh, but I hate to put these two in the same boat. But Moon Knight and Miss Marvel are similar in the sense that the general audience was pretty much unfamiliar with either of them before. It, you know, Disney aired them. Uh, as a matter of fact, because of the Avengers video game, maybe more people were familiar with Miss Marvel than Moon Knight, which sounds fucking absurd, but I can see that being a possibility. Yeah, true. And I mean, um, I think Kate Bishop probably falls into that same kind of category. Yeah. Who they where, also put in the uh, Avengers game. Yeah. Um, where, you know, but it was after the show, right? Around the same time? Uh, about a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, you know, she was also another character that they were introducing to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. She had the, the you know, kind of uh, fortune to uh, be, you know, ushered in by Clint Barton. Yeah. Who was, you know, in several billion-dollar movies and, like, <laughs> the Avengers never won a single fight unless he was there. <laughs> That's true. He always has that on his belt. Yeah, I mean, every yeah. time he – if they don't have Hawkeye, they always lose. Right. 100% of the time. Uh, but you know, going back to this Miss Marvel TV show, I do want to say this, uh, cause I do actually have some pros for this TV show. I'm not just, if you guys thought I was going to come here and just, uh, Kevin style shit on it and, and, and fold my arms the whole time, I, I regret to inform you, I would not be doing such a thing this week. We'll see what happens next week. I, I honestly thought that this, when we agreed to do this, that mm-hmm. it could 100% turn into us both doing that. <laughs> um, and a lot of it comes down to when I'm watching this show and I see the character being like, oh, Captain Marvel's so awesome. I'm like, no, she isn't. 
<laughs> but I don't want to hold that against the character. Exactly. Because I, if I were, uh, how old is she in this? Maybe 14, 15? Uh, she's going for a driver's license, so at least 16, right? Yeah, yeah, so 16. So if I was a 16-year-old girl, I mean, when I was a, I, I was a 16-year-old boy, and I liked some very questionable superhero movies, you know? So. We didn't have... Very many. We, we just did a whole episode about this. There is. It's excellent. Just <laughs> listen to it literally on the way here today. You should go check it out. It's called, what, Superhero Movies for Millennials? Yes. Uh, which sounds like a documentary, but it's actually a podcast episode. <laughs> um, but, you know, if that movie had come out when I was 16, mm-hmm. I would have probably been a fan of hers. I mean... Especially with the technology. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. Especially <laughs> with the graphics and stuff, we would have been blown away, you know, so... Yeah. Because, I mean, at 16, you're not looking for things like, does this character have any struggle whatsoever? Mm-hmm. Because we like Superman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Even though that was more of like our parents. That's true. Yeah. Well, no, I, I so I actually, uh, I liked the Christopher Reeve Superman movies mm-hmm. uh, as a kid. I used to rent them on VHS. There used to be a video store, and you would go there, and you would have it for a certain amount of time. And then you had to rewind it and take it back, or they charge you like ten cents. That, sir, that sounds very much made up. I'm going to need you to come up with another lie. <laughs> it's not, there's people that are like turning this off right now. Like this guy's that didn't happen. And um, I, I remember like as a small child watching Quest for Peace and liking it. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I, that's the one where he goes to the bar, right? And like has a yeah, drink. yeah. Like yeah. Superman gets depressed gets, and shit in the yeah, middle of the gets movie. drunk. Yeah, yeah, just gets drunk. Which makes no sense. Right. Yeah, I remember as a kid being like, ha ha, Superman's <laughs> depressed. <laughs> He's sad. All right. And then you become Superman age and you're like, man, I get it, Supes. Yeah, you're I like, hey, fucking man, get it. You know, I'm not even a superhero. Right. I'm trying to go have a pint. Like, <laughs> um, but that, that is a great point, though. So, like, I, I, I don't hold, I try not to hold that against her either, but they do hit you over the head with it as soon as the episode starts about her uh, being such a uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, fangirl, and she has her own uh, kind of accounts about how things went down uh, with the uh, the the battle uh, that Thanos had with the Avengers on Earth. Uh, so I do have a question about this really quick because we've now seen several different movies or TV shows that reference that final battle in Endgame. Who who do you, how do you think the account got out for that fight? They explained in the episode. Uh, <clears throat> Scott Lang has a podcast. Oh, okay. Because beforehand, even in Doctor Strange, people, so I guess, you know, people just always kind of knew that what the fuck went down. Cause, yeah. you know, you, um, I was watching this with my roommate and uh, something along these lines got brought up as well where it was like, you know, how, it, like I, uh, they had pointed out um not Nebula, uh, Gamora. Like mm-hmm. they were like, "How was Gamora there?" Like, and I was like, "Well, Gamora was there." And they were like, "Oh yeah, but how did anybody know that?" And I'm like, "Well, I mean, there was a lot of people there, you know. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, accounts got out. You know, they had to be like interviewing people on CNN for like, right. <laughs> you know, a month straight." Yeah. Uh, so. Sam Wilson still can get a loan. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's the most unbelievable thing they've done on Disney Plus. You mean to tell me that, like, Sam Wilson saved the world and can't get a sneaker deal? <laughs> right. I mean, come on, man. That's up. the most unbelievable thing that, that, that Disney has <laughs> done with Marvel properties. The most unbelievable thing. <laughs> Shit. 
Out yeah. of everything? That, yeah, yeah okay. this girl yeah. finds a haunted bracer <laughs> in her attic and turns into the mini purple lantern. And, <laughs> like, that is more believable to me than the fact that Sam Wilson could not get along after he saved the planet. <laughs> Yeah, I better get a loan and a blowjob whenever I want to if I see the goddamn planet. Right. I yeah. mean, and multiple times. Right. Like, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, I, I could see if maybe the only thing he had ever done was, like, be a sidekick in that Avengers battle. But, like, I mean, this guy was, like, on TV, right. Winter Soldier, saving humanity. Yes. Like, live on television. Right. Yeah, this ain't his first time or his second. Or his last. I mean, Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. He was, like, flying people to safety right. and stuff. You know what I mean? He, I mean, he was dude. fighting Ultron bots. Right. So. Like, come on. Give him, give him something. Well, you know, it's good to know that, uh, that the American banking system is consistent, that it treats superheroes the same way they treat vets. <laughs> <laughs> and he's both. Yeah, he's both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, uh, I, I, do, uh, I do think that you know, the account that they do in this movie. I mean, obviously we also got the, uh, the captain Rogers, the play. Yes. Oh yeah. What, what did they call it? Um, shoot. Um, it was, it was a play name. It was like Steve or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, uh like, it wasn't Steve Rogers, the musical was it? Or was yeah, it I think like, it was. Okay. I think it might've been. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, the, obviously the, Various accounts of it have gotten out. I always like to picture this like a Hercule type thing. Right. You know, one of those like random like Asgardians is like, yeah, I had him. You know, <laughs> I, I stubbed my toe on the way to like punch Thanos right. in the face. And, and I didn't get, quite get there in time. If I would have, you know, he would have been dead meat. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, what's really fucked up about that is that, uh, and I promise we'll get back on this episode. But like, when you think about the the battle at Endgame, uh, Tony Stark, uh, Steve Rogers, and Thor, none of them are present and or available to truly give like an extreme first hand account. That's true. I mean, it, the 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 first hand accounts probably came after the portals opened. Yeah, and then there was like two thousand people there right that they could talk to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know Scott Lang probably talked about that on his podcast like r- ridiculously. Oh yeah, probably got millions of views. <laughs> I hope that in his podcast he's like, and I was just about to crawl down Thanos's ass crack when all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> man, if they actually put that in Ant Man three, I would lose. Oh uh, yes, yes. I feel like they can't, and I feel like the boys just really beat them to the punch. They really did, yeah, and, and yeah. one up to them. In yeah. The <laughs> Like, I was about to crawl up right. Thanos' quantum ass. Right. So, you know, there's some furious writer at What If who's just, like, tossing out pages. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting there watching the episode, just, like, throws a whole notebook <laughs> in the trash can, lights it on fire. Oh. It's like, Disney gave me permission to do this shit. Damn it. Watch the boys, everyone, but not Watch with your kids. Boys. Yeah, don't do not do that. Not, not, with, the, not, not with the youngins. Uh, but, no, uh, so with... Our lead character here, I do actually really like her. Uh, she, man, uh, hey, this this child might need some medication. She is all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, it it is equal parts like adorable and equal parts Disney 
and, and equal parts, please sit down because you're exhausting me. Uh, it's kind of like all that rolled up into one. Um, I, I don't believe it's unbelievable, though. I no. Think, I think we all knew someone at that age that acted like that. Probably I know some, some of our us. Age that act like that. Agreed. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of talk about uh, the, the plot here for this episode, which, again, I'm not... I'm not talking about this in the sense of shitting on it. It just, it is what it is. It is, it is very uh, Disney Channel original movie-esque in terms of its scope and its plot. And, and that is this, this teenager, like you said, stumbles upon a relic, but she really wants to go to this really cool superhero theme con slash party. And that's kind of, that's our plot here. Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously not a lot of uh, of meat to this first episode, but then again, I mean, they do have to introduce a character and give us a superhero origin story mm-hmm. in like forty five minutes. Yeah, um, you know, and I'm glad that they got it out of the way in the first episode because, like, if they hadn't, this thing would feel really empty. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird that they put a post credit scene in the first episode. I think that's the first time they've ever done that on a Disney Plus show. What well, was it? Because I might have turned it off immediately. Uh, yeah, he didn't want to watch this guy. Uh, so the post credit scene is just like some like evil secret agent type people. Okay, I think I saw this. Yeah, yeah. Con, okay, and they're like, oh, we got to bring her in. I did see that. Yeah, and I immediately forgot about it. Some like <laughs> these people probably work for like Madame Hydra or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and that kind of led to like my next question, which is, who or what is the antagonist in this? It's her mom. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, I think uh, th- that's interesting. I-, I would like to know who the antagonist is as well. Obviously, we get no hint whatsoever as to antagonist. If it ends up being the quote-unquote like popular girl, I'm going to be very upset. Uh, but I don't think they're going to go that No, wrong. me either. They'll be friends it. by the end of the first season. Oh, yeah. I yeah. hope. Yeah, or... Is that is it the same chick that got hit by a giant mule near the one that should be dead? Yeah, um, I'm trying to look for her name. Is it Zoe? Is that who it is? Uh, let's see, I think I have it pulled up here. Yeah, is it this? Is it this girl? Is that her? Yeah, I think that is her. The one All who's right, so mean mugging in her that's photo. Zoe. Yeah, yeah, Zoe Zimmer. Yeah, so I guess so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, she got hit by a giant mule in there. I'm like, getting hit by a normal mule in there should obliterate you. I that can't was imagine. a surprising part of the episode. When it was. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't think, uh, like, that, that, I didn't think we were going to see anything like that. Yeah. So. Uh, I will say this one thing that I, I actually did genuinely enjoy about the episode, and that is, uh, I, I liked how in her mind's eye, her plan of escaping and getting to the con was just this complete elaborate, off-the-wall, James Bond, John Wick-level escape plan that immediately went to shit on, like, every level. Which is exactly <laughs> what a, a kid at that age would do. I mean, I, I know I did that a couple times when I was a kid. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this, and I got all these elaborate plans and then it's like you realize about two steps in it's like oh I'm just a kid 
can't get any of these resources. Yeah. I will say this. Uh, this is a very minor complaint, but when she jumps out the window and grabs that tree branch, <laughs> that was the worst practical effect in MCU history. Because it was very evident that that was not wood and it didn't break. Mm. And I didn't get a good look. It was like, I think they just had the special effects guy holding that thick branch <laughs> and she like jumps out the window and snatches it out of his hands because. Like, the end of it, the, the tree part where yeah. it's supposed to break off is, like, smooth. Oh. It, yeah, it, it was very distracting for me. I mean, it's a minor <laughs> complaint, but it's like, really, guys? You you couldn't do better than that? I, I guess for me, like, it was funny, but it was... These kids in this show are extremely durable uh, because, like, that was still a hell of a fall with the tree branch on top of you they, like that. They bounce. It's fine. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about the other lead here? Uh, her friend uh, Bruno, who is, uh, you know, he's. Do we I, talk about him? We haven't yet. No. That was. That was. I, I know that was a reference, but I was trying to move on. From I got you. I haven't even seen the movie, but everyone else has been doing it. Yeah, people at MomoCon, um, which for those of you who don't know, is a big uh, anime and gaming convention that takes place over Memorial Day weekend in uh, the South. Um, yeah. Uh, there were a lot of people there in Bruno cosplays, and every time one of them walked by, like twenty people would yell out lyrics to the song. Uh, that so must get tiring. It, it did, and so yeah, <laughs> I guess we don't talk about this guy, but uh, so her friend, yep, uh, he came across to me as kind of the stereotypical techie friend who will probably do the training montage. With in the next episode, he he came across kind of like the kid from uh, Shazam, you Freddy. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. The sidekick kid. It's like that exact character almost. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think he's just gonna end up being her Ned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, if I had to guess, I I definitely say that. Uh, which, you know, you mentioned Shazam, and that kind of leads me uh, into like a, a thought that I had that could really turn this show around to have me really enjoying it. And that is, uh, I don't think that Shazam was like this great movie, but I don't think it's awful either. Uh, but one thing I really liked about the first Shazam movie is you see him and this kid, he gets these superpowers and he's having fun. He's being a kid and doing all this goofy shit. But as soon as the threat gets real and he sees what he has to deal with and he sees like the consequences of this shit, it, it changes and you see him change and you see him, I mean, it's a small thing, but at one point you see him like holding his nose because he's bleeding because this grown ass man just fucking hit him, right? And it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh shit! Like I, I'm not ready for this. Like I thought I was or, or wanted it to be. Right. Now, I'm not saying that that exact same thing, beat for beat, needs to happen here, but uh, you know, even the kid superheroes need that moment of recognition where they're like, "Oh." this shit is a lot more than what I thought it was. Uh, and so I really need to see that for her. I'm, we got to see it with Kate Bishop. Uh, you know, we got to see it with, uh, with uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker here. You know, we, uh, we get to see it with most of our, you know, younger superheroes. It's an important thing, and hopefully uh, they'll allow Kamala to go through that kind of metamorphosis as well. I agree. I mean, she shouldn't just... Like, it's one thing for her to immediately snap into wanting to be a superhero because mm-hmm. of the backstory for her character, that yeah. she's a huge superhero fan. Um, 
which is a, a cool thing that the MCU can do that nobody else really can pull off because of that elaborate history that mm-hmm. they have. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting to see her kind of go in that direction, but she should not be good at it immediately, and she should have struggles, which already in this first episode, I think she has more character struggles than her idol does. Um <laughs> Already, because she's got this dynamic, and obviously she comes from a culture where you know the the family like dynamic is is very specific, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in those cultures, disappointing your parents is like a huge deal, right? Um, and uh, we see that in a lot of Middle Eastern cultures. We see that in like Japanese culture, mm-hmm. um, where you know that's like this really terrible thing. And we also see this demonstration of where her brother being not only the oldest child, but the oldest male is kind of in a, a, a higher position uh, than her in that kind of hierarchy. And so seeing her kind of deal with those issues, um, I don't want that to be like her only struggle, but it is good to like see her have that to have to deal with because there's a point in this episode where, her mom, and I really liked this, her mom doesn't, like, yell at her mm-hmm. or go ballistic or anything. She get, she gives her the I'm not mad, I'm disappointed speech. Yeah. But in a in a very, like, I think thoughtful and well-written way. I, I liked the, the kind of monologue that she has there. And you could tell that this hurts her a lot, that, you know, she just thought she was out doing this fun thing, but um, obviously, like, she really hurt her mom here. Not, not only, like... And also her dad, too, because, you know, he, he actually put a lot of time into that whole costume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was just like, I don't go with you. Yeah. Which I get it. Like, no kid, no 16-year-old wants to take their dad to a convention. And also, what? how many 16-year-old girls want to be the Hulk at one of these? No, I've never seen one. <laughs> I, as a matter of fact, I, I'm sure it will change. But I mm-hmm. think I, out of all the cons I've been to, and I've been to probably 40, I think I've seen one or two She-Hulks. Yeah, and and those are She Hulk, you know? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not even not regular Hulk. Yeah, you gotta go topless if you're gonna be Hulk Hulk. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I did think that uh, it was kind of like overblown that uh, her mom was going so crazy over the Captain America or not Captain America, but the Captain Marvel costume. I'm like, mm. I mean, I, I, it is kind of tight, but like, it's not. Yeah, revealing yeah. Oh, in yeah. Anyway, you right. Know? Um. And I, I don't know, but that that's probably like a cultural thing too, you know. Probably, but it's not like the other clothes she was wearing weren't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's weren't not, any more or less. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. That, I found that kind of <coughs> odd. Let, let's talk about Avengers Conference. Like, I know we're mm-hmm. jumping around here, but one of my uh, this is probably my biggest gripe with the whole thing. Okay. So, if Kevin Feige were to announce and hold an Avengers Con. In, in real life, how many people do you think would be there? The budget would not allow. There's no way. Yeah. They would, I, have to, they would just have to, like, get stock footage from, like, fucking San Diego Comic-Con and repurpose it. That's exactly what, I, that's exactly <laughs> what, what I'm thinking. And, and to me, this, this little Avenger Con that they had here, uh, in a world where these people really exist... Um, cause like they don't exist here. Mm-hmm. And if Kevin Feige were to announce an adventure <coughs> con, which he has said he is thinking about doing, 
Um, it would be insanely huge. I mean, we're talking 80,000 people minimum. Yeah. As a matter of fact, whatever venue they selected, that's how many tickets they would sell is the max capacity for that venue. Right. Um, and, and so to me, the, the, the convention that they put together for this, it was not even remotely an accurate like, portrayal of what a, a convention, uh, an Avengers convention in this world would be like. And you know the people who who are in charge of this knows what a con looks like. Yeah. Because they've all been yeah. to San Diego Comic-Con. Right. I've seen it. They were there. Yeah, this seemed like like one room, <clears throat> like one small room in a subsection of a con. Yeah. Versus an entire event. Now, they had neat stuff in there. <clears throat> they did. It was cool. We all talked about the giant um, mule near. Yeah, I mean, that was awesome. I mean, yeah. it, it was well decorated, but mm-hmm. it looked more like a, a church, like fall festival. Right. Uh, than like a, you know, like a convention. So yeah. that was one gripe that I had. And I, I get that they maybe translated that for the viewers. Once again, I'm not the target audience for this, but like odds are, you know, there's probably a lot of 16 year old girls watching this show that's been to a con too. Cause like, you know, it, a lot of these cons are family friendly and they have like 10, 11 year olds there. So, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, I thought about that too when I saw it. I said, "This is a pretty small building for a uh, an Avengers con, right?" Yeah, yeah. Um, also, slightly petty note: there were way too many Captain Marvel cosplayers. They're like, "There's no goddamn way." Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I go to a lot of these, and I don't see a lot of Captain Marvel cosplay either. Um, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think that uh, there's a good chance. <clears throat> That uh, you probably see more Miss Marvel cosplays than uh, Carol Danvers. I agree. I, I actually, um, so when we go to Dragon Con in September, I I wager that unless this show like severely nosedives, like like a Game of Thrones final season nosedives, which I don't even think that's possible, <laughs> um, we will see a ton of Miss Marvel cosplay at that convention. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so. Um. Yeah, and you know, like the uh, the one thing that that I did always appreciate about the character of Miss Marvel is that they she does accomplish like what the creator wanted, and that was you know more Muslim representation uh, in the comic book world. Uh, she was created by a woman by the name of uh, Sana Amanat, uh, who technically isn't wasn't even a writer at Marvel. She had like a higher up position. Um, at Marvel Comics, she was like a VP at Marvel Comics. Uh, now, the reasons for creating that character, I mean, we can skirt past the part where she does get a nice chunk of pie every time that Kamala Khan is using anything outside of a comic book, including video games and TV shows. <laughs> that'll do it. Uh, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Um, but on top of that, uh, you know, in the beginning, when the character was used, uh, it was really cool because uh, about three and a half years ago, Kevin and I did an episode, which surprisingly ended up being one of our bigger episodes, especially since it wasn't a movie review. Uh, we called it the Newer Avengers, and that's when we talked about some of the newer characters coming out at Marvel Comics at that time, and uh, Kamala was one of them. And for preparation for the episode, I read a lot of the uh, a lot of those characters' beginning arcs in the comics. And I was like, this starts off really good, actually. Like, again, it's, it's very, very much YA, 
but like I'm I'm following this. You know, it's in line with what was Marvel Comics canon at the time, and it falls right into play. You see her with the Terra Genesis, and she she's an inhuman. She gets her powers, her powers or whatever. But you know how she how is she reacting to these powers and whatnot. Uh, and, and it wasn't until you know later on, uh, later on I mean maybe about 10, 15 issues later, when shit starts to kind of take a nose nose dive for her creatively wise. And uh, you know I was thinking about that, and I was like, if they can just maintain the energy that was had with her from like that first little mini series where she felt like a person who truly represented something and who was truly being her own person, then I think that they can really have something strong on their hands. I agree. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that with this show, it's, you know, it's always important to kind of look at, are you pandering slash marketing or are you actually being diverse? Yeah. Um, and I think that this is, I think they're actually just being diverse because the fact that, she's a female mm-hmm. and that she's, you know, uh, that she's a Muslim. That's not like the character. That's right. not, that's not her. Yeah. That's not her entire character. Like she's just a, she's a person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and those are aspects of her, uh, which is how it should be. You know? Right. So, uh, I, I think that they did a really good job of, of that in this show. And I'm actually quite proud of the internet because I have not heard yet where anybody is like, you know, doing anything off the rails. <laughs> Uh, as far as that goes, uh, or making a, you know, I'm sure there's trolls out there, but right. you know, it's not like the Obi Wan show where like uh, Marvel had to come out and say something about it. Yeah, yeah, that. So good job, internet. Yeah, for the first time. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Yeah, we will. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that episode anymore. <laughs> not after last week. The more I think about that episode, bro, the more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, look. I know we're off topic again, but if you're going to sneak her out of there in a raincoat, if you're not going to take this shit seriously, neither am I. I was like, they literally put her in a raincoat. Right. Like, in the side of her, like, this man just has a giant tumor on his hip. I I, I have no words. Right. I, how are you going to put a filler episode in a six-episode television show? Right. Yeah, that's a great point. And, yeah, there's only two episodes left, bro. I know. And, and, and I like are these two episodes left going to be like Stranger Things length? No, <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're not. Uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah. Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. I got veins popping out of my forehead. <laughs> so let's talk about this uh, this bracelet she gets here. Um, so I uh, I didn't notice this from the trailer. I thought that she was going to get two. It looks like there's one that she has here. Uh, two would have been. You know, there would have been some symmetry. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with this this bracelet that she has, the mom kind of reacts oddly to it and, and shoves it away. You think the mom knows something about this bracelet, obviously, that Kamala doesn't? I have a feeling that uh, she says it was her grandmother's stuff, I think. So I have a feeling that someone in her family previously probably had superpowers. Mm-hmm. And maybe the mom doesn't know that the bracelet is the, or the bracer rather, mm-hmm. is the source of those powers. Because if she does, it's real dumb that you would just let it be sitting around your house. Um, but maybe it's more of a situation where she's disappointed in the grandmother or whatever. Oh, right. Like maybe her grandmother like brought a bunch of like shame to their family or whatever. And that's why she was like, that's a bunch of junk. Mm-hmm. Um 
That's what I'm hoping the situation is. Because if it's like she knows that it's like a cursed bracer or whatever, then why would you just leave it in a box in the attic? That's true. So, um, but I thought it was interesting, and maybe maybe they went they shied away from doing two bracers because of Wonder Woman. It would have been too similar. I didn't think about that, but I can see that. Yeah, there's a lot of that Im- imagery right yeah. now in cinema. So. But they said no, that's too similar to Wonder Woman. Let's give her Green Lantern powers. They did. <laughs> they, they did straight up just give her Green Lantern's powers, which I'm okay with. Yeah, if I mean, DC again, going to put one out. Right, I've been waiting on DC to to fucking give me like a real Green Lantern movie since forever because one doesn't exist. Bro, I was I, I went to Comic Con in 2015 in San Diego. I was in Hall H for the DC panel, and they were talking about Green Lantern then. Like, like they showed like a a reel for like a concept reel for the the lanterns, because I think the plan at the time and maybe still is is they were going to have multiple lanterns in this right. Show. That was seven years ago. Seven years ago. And are, nothing. are they going to cyberpunk us, bro? Like, what are they doing here? Uh, right. And then it's like the last time I heard was that they had uh, two people casted um, in, in the TV show. And uh, I haven't heard anything since. That was like a couple months back. So I'm like, is this show real or are y'all just blue balling? It just sucks to be sitting on money like that and not do anything with it. I mean,. We got that like four seconds in the Snyder Cut, that, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was. And then we we also got like you know, uh, almost two and a half seconds in the non Snyder Cut of a Green Lantern, a a faceless, nameless, yeah, Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: that guy in the in the Snyder Cut. I mean, not in the non Snyder Cut. Uh, actually, does have. Uh, very strong uh, comic ties, deep, deep fucking cut shit that no one would fucking get unless you don't have a goddamn life. Uh, but yeah. So like Joss Whedon then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, with, so with this bracelet, man, uh, oh, yeah, this bracelet, she, this bracelet, she puts it on and uh, she enters the costume contest last moment. She left for actual cool ass bracers in the bathroom. They're uh, gloves. Gloves, yeah. I'm sorry, they were gloves. Yeah, uh, but she left her, uh, her her cool ass gloves in the bathroom. The one that her friend made for her. Um, and she slips on the bracer, and uh, you know she just goes to strike a pose. And when she does, was it like a giant rock that comes out, or what? What was it? Yeah, it's like a construct yeah. of some kind. And I and as she was doing that, I was like. Man, I really hope she doesn't have, like, Captain Marvel's powers because she's about to disintegrate these people. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, she shoots out what looks almost like a like a Minecraft block. <laughs> you know, like a, a couple of Minecraft blocks. I mean, the graphics aren't that bad, but, like, it, it looked like uh, some CG Aquafresh toothpaste. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we get some better kind of views of it later where she mm-hmm. kind of uses, like, a glove and... Um, It'll be interesting to see what she can do with it. If, if they if they uh, end up saying it like works off of her will or whatever, I'm going to be like... Oh. <laughs> they might get hit with a cease and desist then. Yeah, I'm going to be like, too far. Too far. Yeah. Um, so, secret identity. I feel like they're, they're foregoing that. They, I feel like they kind of have to. Well, yeah. I mean, she's already on tape. Yeah. And in front of a large crowd of people. Well... 
Well, no. She had a costume and a helmet on. She did. She did. So, yeah. so that's that's preserved. Yeah. And and honestly, man, at this point in time, I could go for a good secret identity superhero. There's it feels like it's been them. a long time. I mean, just Peter Parker. That's it. Yeah. And if we're being technical, very recently with him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they, they didn't really care before then. Yeah. I mean, I, we don't know who Spider-Man is. Well, they, so they, they mentioned it in Civil War, right? Yep. And then we all forgot later. Yeah. <laughs> now no one knows who. Yeah. Is. Now, yeah, I feel like we used to know who Spider Man was, and now I have now, no clue. Yeah. Now, for no reason. Yeah. Every I time I try to think of it, it just eludes me. Right. I feel like we've seen him since then, but I can't. I'm having a hard time placing him. Yeah. When I try to picture his face, it's just like censored out, like on cops. Right. Right. Yeah. It's fucking weird. <laughs> that was a great moment, Doctor Strange. Too. A lot of people didn't catch. By the way, was that when they're at the table and they start talking about Spider Man? You I didn't know. catch that. Yeah, so so when the when uh, Wong and Steven sit down with America Chavez in that mm-hmm. diner or whatever, not a space diner, for uh, for the first time, <laughs> did that get you? you yes, good? it did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not a space diner. Uh, they they start talking about Spider Man, uh, and you know she says something along the lines of like, "There's a Spider Man." They start talking about like where all his web comes out from, but at this moment, Doctor Strange. And Wong have no idea that it's Peter Parker. That's true, yeah. Because the spell has already yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it went over a lot of people's heads. Because it, it's very subtle. Right. That is, that's a very good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they know that there's a Spider-Man, <coughs> but they don't know who he is. Right. Yeah. <coughs> no one knows who that guy is. Yeah, it's like, man, that's weird. He he saved the world with us you yeah. know, from Thanos and like doesn't come to like the after swarm party or anything. Right. What an yeah. asshole. Yeah, well, asshole didn't even show up when Tony died. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't even at the funeral. Hey, that random kid from the shed in Tennessee or whatever. Right. Up. We didn't even know who he was. We had IMDb. Yeah, the IMDb did that. That kid. <laughs> <laughs> he grew like 15 feet since the last time we saw him. Yeah, he was like the same guy. Oh, uh, shit. Um, yeah, so I guess that. I guess that maybe one of the main crutches going forward in this movie is that maybe there's not like a main antagonist per se in this TV show, but maybe it is this organization, whoever it is that's coming after her that will focus. That's like the bad guys. And, uh, maybe they're trying to figure out who is the girl underneath the captain Marvel mask. Uh, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. I mean, I I guess that would make like the most logical sense moving forward. Well, you know, it's like, it's like we've talked about, man, Uh, a lot of these elements, like these kind of superhero show elements, uh, a good spin on them is is typically better than trying to go completely off the rails and do something else. Mm-hmm. So if they're gonna do, you know, an arc where it's like she's hiding a secret identity, like I said, we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. So I, I could I could totally live with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I am one thing I will say about the show is I am at least eager to see what they do next with it. I I do want to watch it next week. I am excited to watch it next week. Um, more excited than I was to watch. The first episode, so, I mean, I, I think that's probably mission accomplished as far as, you know, like, what I, you know, the kind of stuff I'm into. Yeah, I mean, that that, that is something. That is. Um, and, and I will say this also. This is both a, uh, a pro and a con, <clears throat> and that is, I think that the lead actress, uh, I think that she's doing all the heavy lifting. And... I do think that 
that the writing, uh, to a degree, is letting her down. And, and what I mean by that is the thing that this TV show does as far as writing Kamala Khan is it does a great job of encapsulating what makes Kamala Khan her in the comic books. And that's both the pro and the con in and of itself. Uh, because her her origin, you know, as, as YA as it is, to me, always kind of came across as, this is a little bit villainous. Uh, like, you you want to be a superhero because you you look at the, 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 the not maybe not the fame, but the popularity and the, the cool power sets that come with that. And it's like, there's no real depth to you or to that. And I need them to add that here in this TV show because it is absent in the comics. Agreed. And, and I think that uh, what you said earlier about the kind of the Shazam angle on it, mm-hmm. if there's a moment in this show where this becomes real, real to her, I think that will solve a lot of problems yeah. for the character. Um, we need to see her kind of struggling, especially if she starts doing the whole superhero thing. And, and tries to still keep the secret identity and keep it from her parents, and she's got to juggle like all three of those things. Uh, that would be pretty awesome to see. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, I guess one more small thing, like no stretchy powers. Uh, you know, the, the one good thing about being able to stretch, people think it's a shitty power. One good thing about it, <clears throat> it has a layer of like durability to you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's just kind of gone now. So unless you put up those Green Lantern force fields. Uh, you know, you might be in trouble if you get hit. I'm sure she's probably going to do a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, if, if you were to be stretchy and get hit by a giant giant Molnir, you have yeah. a lot better <laughs> of a chance than if you don't have stretchy powers. Very true. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, maybe that bracer, maybe it gives her a little, like, mm-hmm. durability or and strength or something on its own. Could or maybe be. it doesn't. We don't really know yet. I mean, it was kind of at the end of the episode. Uh, do we know how many episodes are in this season? I mean, I, I don't believe I've seen an official count. I'm going to guess six based on the recent MCU track record. But this is um, this is Googleable. Googleable. Um, six episodes. Yes. Uh, it will. The last episode will come out on July 13th. Okay. Um, and uh, just just for uh, the record. Um, right now, um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 95% critic score. We're not talking about that. And an 85% audience score, which I think is, uh, is pretty good. Yeah, that is, uh, that is really good. Awkward silence. (laughs) I I know. So, so so the important thing, Mm -hmm. and, and I will say this for the listeners, um, a lot of people don't really know how the Rotten Tomato score works or why it's always so different from the other scores. And, and a lot of that is because, like, IMDb, Metacritic, mm-hmm. that score they're giving you is an average right. of all the different scores. But that's not what Rotten Tomatoes is. With Rotten Tomatoes, that percentage, if you see a 95%, that means that 95% of the people who reviewed it liked it. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't show a degree of like. It's just they liked it, and then it it's thumbs up if they liked it, thumbs down if they didn't. You, mm-hmm. you get a red tomato if they liked it, a green tomato if they didn't like it. 
And that percentage you get is the number of like red tomatoes. Um, and, and so, it, you know, it's not, and I'm not going to say it's either a good or a bad way to look at something, but it is a, a unique way to look at it. And if mm-hmm. you understand it, I, I think a 95% makes sense for this show because it doesn't do anything to necessarily piss anybody off. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's like you get to the end of it and you're like, well, you know, I, I don't regret watching that. So, you know, I, I'll thumbs up this, you know. Yeah, like, uh, it, it, and this is one of those things where it's like, I think if you had caught me at the beginning of this podcast, uh, I would have flipped the table over and said, oh, first Ragnarok, now this, this is bullshit. And I would have, <laughs> and I would have probably just stormed off and <laughs> said, I'm not doing a podcast. I changed my mind. Uh, but like today, uh, I've reached this wonderful uh, point of clarity where it's like, I, I do not give two shits. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, I'm like, that's great. That means that we're getting more superhero content to some degree. So, yeah. Uh, and hopefully, you know, the show can, uh, continue to grow and evolve and become something, you know, better, more unique. And hopefully it can really stand out and stand apart as being something kind of special, you know, um, so let me ask you this: uh, As it stands right now, uh, the Marvels coming out next year. Uh, you know we got uh, three leads in this one. Uh, obviously, we have uh, <clears throat> we have Tiana Paris, we have Brie Larson, and uh, we have uh, Iman Vellani. Yep, yeah, yeah, Iman Vellani. All right. Uh, in order. What, how would you rank, like, your excitingness to see each of them, like? Okay, so, like, um, I'm going to do this on a 10 scale. Okay. So, I'm, like, a 9 out of 10 for Monica Rambeau. Yes. Uh, I'm, like, a 7.5 out of 10 for Iman, for okay. uh, yeah. Kamala. And um, whatever number is furthest from zero into the negative <laughs> for Carol. <laughs> Um, and I think it's genius that they've loaded her sequel because they know it's, it's that, a brilliant move. They know that both in the movie and out of the movie, she's disliked. Like mm-hmm. people dislike her as a actress and people dislike Carol as a character. Um, so, but, but there is a small fan base for her. I think yeah. Oh, that yeah. likes it. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to saddle these other characters on, and maybe they can give her, like, some actual struggles in this movie because in WandaVision it was made clear that Monica's not really too happy with Carol's choices. Mm-hmm. And that dynamic, I, I I could watch that. Same. You know. Um, you know, but as long as the movie doesn't consist of her being edgy and bitchy for 90 minutes and then solving all the problems easily, uh, yeah. it, it's definitely going to be better than the first one. Oh, yeah, I, I think just... Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any way that this sequel isn't better. Right. Uh, I don't remember who directed the first one, but Nia DaCosta's directing the Marvels. Uh, she did the most recent Candyman movie, um, you know, which I thought was was, was a pretty solid movie. Uh, I, her directing in that was fantastic, and her shots were fantastic. 
you guys can check my full review of uh, the, the latest Candyman movie on Patreon. Patreon.com bachelor superior homies. Get my full take on that. You can also find our uh, full review of Jurassic World that we're about to record. Yes. And by the time you guys hear this, yeah, by the time you guys hear this, that review will be up. So, yeah. Uh, you, you get to hear uh, Caleb make his his best uh, Stegosaurus imp- impersonation. It is fantastic. Sure. <laughs> It's canon. It has to happen. Oh, now. okay. All right. It's been foretold. <laughs> We're going to break some homie commandments then. We're messing up our own canon. And, 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 you know, I will say that about the show. Uh, just as a final thought there. It's mm-hmm. like, going forward, and I mean, in this episode too, it's like, okay, you've established the character now. All right. So now we're going to hold you to the commandments. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's up yeah, to them. The ball's it, in their court. It, it is. And it's like, Again, with a character like uh, like Kamala, I'm I'm more than willing to you know kind of stand back and you know let you tell her own origin story and her own power set, you know like <laughs> that's kind of the funny thing with people who are and are familiar with the character, no one really minds, you know. Right. Yeah. So, please vulture this character. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Please. I mean, yeah. I <laughs> I would love to have another hero to be a fan of. Yeah. You know, we never set out to want to dislike something. No. 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 And uh, and as of now, man, yeah, I I gotta say, yeah, the show, yeah, it's it's a, it's a fine show. It uh, it does not hurt my feelings or my intelligence uh, by its existence, and that is the nicest thing I can say about Miss Marvel. And, and honestly, that's way better than I was expecting, guys. And, <laughs> and anybody who's like a frequent listener of this podcast is probably like. Losing their minds right now. They're yeah. like, "What is going on over there? Are <laughs> they, they high?" Like, they they go back to like a previous episode from like a year and a half ago. Yeah, uh, Marvel can definitely buy me out. No one know, but there'll be subtle signs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we loved this. I hope Carol shows up in the finale. Uh, Carol is off world, but I do hope Monica shows up. Well, are we sure that she's off world during this time? She's off world. She can be off world. Okay, she's yeah. got to be off world. Yeah, uh, I actually think um, uh, there are a lot of rumors, and this, but this happened in Hawkeye too. There's a lot of rumors that Spider Man is going to be in this. <laughs> I think that Marvel's just going to keep letting those rumors go. Yeah, for this everything. This is the new Mephisto. <laughs> yeah. You know, they ran that one out. All right, and uh, now it's like, well, uh, such and such posted on on their Twitter in December of 2012, that they really wanted to meet Tom Holland. So he has to be in the show. <laughs> Motherfucker. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> but that is where the rumor comes from in this. Apparently, the lead actress uh, made a social media post saying that she met Tom Holland. And so, of course, he had to have been... Like, Tom Holland is just... Spider-Man it, all the time. Yeah, all the time. He doesn't... Do doesn't t- he's got no time off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why he's dating uh, Zendaya. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's why. That's the only reason why, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. because that, like, he's got to be in character <laughs> at all times. God damn. Oh, shit. You got anything else on uh, Miss Marvel before you wrap up? No, man. I, I, you know, I, I'll say, uh, I, you know, I, I went into this with an open mind, which is, I, I think, what... You know, probably the best thing we can do um, for a property like this that's not intended for us. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and like I said, the ball is in Disney's court as to how it goes from here. Uh, I am looking forward to the next episode. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, as long as they don't do anything to drastically insult my intelligence or, you know, uh, cancel out their own established rules of their world or break any other commandments, I'm going to be on board, man. You know, like, you know, I... I could I could rock a Miss Marvel T-shirt, maybe we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know I tell you what, man. Um, the, the best advice I can give them, which is too late because the show's already completed, but the best advice that I can give them is, uh, you know, besides what we've already said about actually like developing her as her own character with her own struggles, the only other thing I can add to that would be make DC sweat when they think about the creativity of doing a Green Lantern movie. Yeah. Give us a cool fight at the end. Right. We like cool fights. We like cool fights. We like creative fights, you know? Yeah. So. And I mean, they, they could, um, they honestly, you know, I talked about like how the uh, God of War video game stole literally, literally all of their thunder uh, that they could have made like a Thor video game. They did. But like, they just completely <laughs> got the mechanics of mm-hmm. like the, of, of Molnir and Stormbreaker, yeah. you know, and they just, they nailed it hard yeah and uh they they took that from marvel and marvel really should have been ahead of the curve on that they they have these guys have the opportunity to do that to dc here and and take all the wind out of the green lantern sails and and make it to where when when they finally do make that damn movie that they really have to like put some creativity behind it right and and i'm with you i I hope they do make them sweat yeah yeah so we will see what happens, guys. But that would be all for now. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed uh, our review of the Miss Marvel TV show. And again, there may be many reviews out there, but there are none like this one. Uh, yeah, we we give you guys the the, the nitty gritty and the dirty and all the in betweens. But that would be all for now. And again, as the homie Caleb said, be sure to go to our Patreon page at patreon.com homies, where you guys can listen to our latest review of the newest Jurassic World Park Dominion Rapture T-Rex 9 movie. Uh, <laughs> that's the full title, by the way. Not many people know that. <laughs> uh, but you guys can get our full thoughts and uh, review there, as well as so many other uh, awesome reviews. We also have a uh, Stranger Things Season 4A review coming up really soon as well. And that's going to be a lot of fun, so be sure to check that out also. Uh, but that's going to be all for now, homies. So until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And my name is Superhero Homie Caleb. <laughs>